let us go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving and caring Father, we come this morning just to say thank you for your blessings. We ask that you continue to love and care for all who are grieving this day for the loss of a loved one. And Lord, there may be other things on our hearts and our minds. May you clear those out that we could hear a word from you. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Reign and rule and have your way. Let the words of my mouth be a meditation unto your heart. Nurture us, love us, care for us, that we may walk in your spirit. To the glory of God. In Jesus' name we say, Amen. We start our worship on a regular basis saying, We are disciples of Christ, saved by the grace of God, who through love and by love shall serve God and all people. What a powerful statement. Many, many years ago, Millions gathered to hear a preacher share a picture about the future. They met on Washington, D.C.'s hill, over the monument, around the reflective pool, to make the country see that there was still work to be done to be free. I've got to believe that was a powerful experience on August the 28th, 1963. But many, many, many years before that, on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross that changed our lives before we were able to say a powerful statement, before we were able to experience a powerful experience. For you see, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy by giving up his life for you and for me. That's a miraculous, life-transforming, hilltop, breathtaking moment that changed the lives of everyone here today and those that will come in the future. We may think about the moment, we may think about the experience, we may even think about the transformation. But what about the cross? For you see, discipleship and the cross remind us that there's commitments to be made, there's confessions to be given unto God, and there's a community that he calls us all to serve. So the sermon title this morning is simply, It's All About the Cross. If it had to have a subtitle, it would simply be a question. Will you be carrying your cross or mine? Turn to your neighbor and say, will you carry your cross or mine? There's a cross that God designed for each of us. And as much as we may like to come over, I could go over and say, Miss Mims, could I have your cross? The cross may be too short, it may be too tall, it may be too heavy because that cross, not mine. 
but God may call me to help Miss Mary. Walk side by side with her, but at the same time she carries hers, I'm required to carry mine. For you see, discipleship is a way that involves both commitment, confession, and community building. It's all about the cross. But I couldn't tell you this message and talk to you about this message or preach this message if I didn't know that there's a price that comes with accepting the cross. As I read through many commentary writers this week, they said that Jesus said in the beginning of the passage, in verse 21, he says, from time to time, Jesus began to show his disciples what was going to happen in Jerusalem. There'll be great suffering at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the scribes, and on the third day, I will raise, be raised from the dead because I will have been killed. He tried to tell his disciples about this prophetic day that was coming. For the commentary writers say, Jesus was fulfilling the prophecy, for you realize that he was a partner in the divine plan. If we're going to carry the cross, we've got to be willing to be partners in the divine plan. Think about it. There's a divine plan and you are called to walk that way or talk that way or be involved in these things because God has set apart a divine plan and provided a cross for you to carry. Hmm. Understanding what plan may be right for you or wrong for you truly is bigger than us. If we're all truthful about the crosses we're carrying now, we would tell ourselves honestly that we did not leave home originally with these same crosses. There's a little story that's on the Internet that says there was a man who had a cross and had carried the cross, but it got heavy and he said, I don't like this cross anymore. And he said to God, I don't want this cross. And God said, I, I realize that you're angry. But there's a room up on the hill where there's a whole lot of crosses. If you can just make it up to the top of the hill. He said, you going to let me take my own cross? He said, yeah, no problem. Got up to the top of the hill, came to a room, and there were thousands of crosses everywhere. He laid that cross down, and he just looked and looked and tried on crosses, did other things. But he saw a cross across the room. Caught his eye. So he went and picked it up. Tried it on. He said to God, I think this is the one. Jesus said, you sure? He said, yeah. Feels great. As he walked out, he continued to walk on, sang his song, kept carrying across, and he got a little ways up the hill. Lord said, the very cross you came into the room with is the one you left with. I don't make mistakes with the cross. Well, you see, understanding that the first step to carrying your cross is committing to carry it. You have to have made up your mind and you have to have looked at some things, but you really have to have something in you that says, I'm going to commit to carry this cross. As we look around and we make those kind of commitments, we're not necessarily making the commitments to one another. We're making the commitment to Christ to carry the cross. So I asked you again, will you be carrying your cross or mine?
We all make decisions. Sometimes we make good decisions, challenging decisions, and other times we make a decision not to make a decision. That has a name, but that's not what this sermon is about. There's decisions that we have to make about carrying the cross that will affect our future, and carrying the cross not only will impact you, but me and many others. I spoke earlier about August 28th. 1963. Someone in here, that may actually be their birthday. Or maybe it was your wedding anniversary. Or maybe it was your best friend's birthday. But on August 28th, 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King gave a speech. It wasn't just any speech. It was a speech that made history. It was a speech that made history around the world. For you see, many people had gotten together before the march had ever been set up to plan and get things in place. But it wasn't until that day, that hour, August 28, 1963, that people realized how serious these people called African Americans were. Was it the first time we had cried out? Was it the first time we had spoke our mind? The answer is no. Was it the first time freedom had been spoke of? The answer is no, because in 1863, Emancipation Proclamation had been proclaimed and set in a way that we would be set free, but we really weren't yet free. So you see, August 28, 1963, may not appear in your history books as it should. It may not even have came up on your radar today, but 42 years ago, a man carried his cross, spoke his mind, impacted history and life, and a year later, we had the right to vote. It wasn't just him who carried the cross, but the millions and millions and millions who came were carrying their crosses too. But you see, that day, the cross of freedom was carried. It impacted our lives. We became a people of freedom that were able to vote. But on the days of when Jesus walked the earth, he too had to carry a cross. And he was beat up the hill carrying his cross. The man that walked with him, that they drug out of the audience to carry his cross will be right along with them. So carrying the cross comes with some price. Jesus carried the cross to Calvary to save you and to save me. Just as the cross of freedom was carried, there were two other crosses being carried to Calvary for sinners. One on the right and one on the left. That didn't represent all the sinners of the world. That didn't represent all the hatred of the world. That didn't represent all the persons of the world. And I don't expect you to shout on it, but sin is sin. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. That cross transformed our lives. The two on the side were full of sin. The one in the middle took on the sin that was the sin of the world, not just for the moment, not just for that hour, but for everlasting time. For you see, Jesus at Calvary carried the cross, pending death and resurrection, even though he had told his disciples what was going to happen. 
they didn't understand it. They didn't embrace it. And they didn't know what it meant to carry the cross. Again, I say to you, will you carry your cross or will you carry mine? Matthew 16, verses 24 through 26 says that Jesus said to his disciples, if you want to become a follower, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their lives will lose it. And those who lose their lives for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world, but they forfeit their lives? What will it profit them if they gain the whole world? and lose their lives. So on this day, August 28, 2005, 42 years after Martin Luther carried, Dr. Martin Luther King carried his cross, what does it mean for you and I to carry ours? Well, Scripture says it says we should deny ourselves. And sometimes as African Americans, when you look at the consumption rates around the world, we say to ourselves, what are we denying? But I can't deny that. I've been on the bottom of the pay scale for the last 22,000 years. Oh, no, I can't deny anything. My child going to have the Nikes. Has Nike given your child a scholarship? Have you even asked for one? Have you talked to Nike lately about what's in the box for you? But the scriptures and talk about Nike is talking about denying ourselves. It doesn't say that we won't have a life of abundance. It doesn't say that we won't have a life that's righteous. But it's to deny ourselves the power that we think we can do it all by ourselves. It's to depend, you trade in the denying yourself to a dependency upon God. And the next thing to say is follow Jesus. Yes. Some of us, we look back in our lives and we get shook up about slavery. We say, never, never, never again will we follow anybody, anyway, anyhow, gone, Scooby. We don't want to follow we just get it in our minds that we will not follow a soul nowhere, no how. But the scripture says, follow Jesus. He has the divine plan. He is the way maker out of every situation. Will we follow him? And then the part that really might make us uncomfortable when it says, lose your life. Scripture talks about not only denying ourselves, but following Jesus and losing our lives. Will we give up what we think is the right way to do what God has called us to do out of a sense of obedience? The answer is some of us struggle. Some of us straddle the line. Some of us are at a point in our Christian journey where we say, it hadn't worked out before, so I don't know about this follow thing. What a mighty God we serve. When we look back over our lives and what he has brought us through and how he has moved and transformed spaces that should have brought us to physical death, but it didn't happen because of who he is. 
Will we follow? Will we carry the cross? Will we carry the cross that has our name on it? Or will we go to the hill and pick any cross because we think any cross will do? God gave each of us gifts. Mr. Bonnie spoke of spiritual gifts. There's gifts that make you the greatest of great. And we need you to bring your gifts to the table so you will follow Jesus Christ. But what keeps us from picking up our cross? Sometimes it's fear. Sometimes we are understanding that we don't understand it all and we won't ask God to help us with our misunderstanding and we lean upon our own understanding instead of going to God. Oh, I don't have to get an amen on this because in my spirit I know that I know that I know. God didn't ask us to get a different agenda. He asked us to follow him. For many of us, if we're honest about our Christian journey, it hasn't been a crystal staircase. It hasn't been pretty. There's things, there's bumps on at our work. There's troubles in our families. There's lumps and bumps in our health. And we just struggle from here to there and there. But to God, to be there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. I don't know what it's like to be on call, to be a nurse, because that's not my gift. But I know what it's like to hear the call in the middle of the night, and I must get up to answer the phone. But is it the first call, the second call? Let God call you one time and get up then. Don't make them have to call you time after time after time. Don't let them have to call you out and say, follow me again, follow me again. Deny yourself, follow me again. There's glory in following the name of Jesus Christ. Can't you see the bright and morning star? Can't you see the magnificent blessing that he has waiting for us? Only if we believe. Only if we pick up our cross. And you may say to yourself, why? Why bother? He sacrificed. I can wait right to the end. I don't have to do it right now because we don't know when the hour is coming. We don't know the hour nor the day nor the moment that he's coming back for you and for me. We don't know the hour when he's coming for this earth. There's situations that are bigger than us. Let our souls be right. Let our hearts be right. Carry the cross in the name of Jesus. Recognize that he's paid the price. Recognize that the cost is not higher than the life he gave for you and for me. He gave us salvation. That we might live. That we might know him. That we might feel him. That we might have him and have the abundance. What does it mean for you to carry a cross? What does it mean to be compassionate for Jesus Christ? What does it mean to be relational with Jesus Christ? What does it mean to be obedient unto Jesus Christ? What does it mean to accept your salvation for Jesus Christ? What does it mean to model spirituality and walk the way that the God has called us to walk? I say to you this day, carry your cross. Just carry it in the name of Jesus. Be compassionate. Love the Lord. Have relationship not only with him but with one another. 
If you see somebody crying, get them a tissue. If you see somebody that needs a bottle of water, get them some water. If you see they need to use the restroom, open the door. If you see somebody that needs a hand, give it to them. Carry your cross. Obedience is not about control. It's about yielding. It's about submission. It's about letting God come down and love you right where you are and move situations that we couldn't move by ourselves. If you don't know him as the salvation of your life, maybe you're 19 and you don't walk around and done something else and say, he could never save me. Maybe you're 21 and you walked away from the church. Maybe you're 32 and your life is upside down and you say, Lord, he can't do nothing for me. Give it to him. He wants you to come home. He wants to love you. And all he's asking you is when you come, will you follow me? Will you carry my cross? Will you do what I've called you to do? Will you walk in favor? Will you walk in love? Will you walk with the grace that only I can give you? The question this day is will you carry your cross or mine? And the answer is simply, the cross that God has for you is for you. The cross that God has for me is for me. But we all need to carry our crosses with love and grace and mercy for each other, for God, and for humanity. In the name of Jesus, will you stand? The doors of the church are open.